show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. It's The Undercom. Bringing you the best in hand combat coverage with feature interviews, major events, and the hottest ring girls from around the nation. The Undercard is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. And now, here they are, always in your corner, Brad, Marv, and Jimmy. Hola, it's the Undercard, everybody. There is no Jimmy, and Marv's been gone for a long time. Matter of fact, if he's on your milk carton as a missing person, that milk is officially expired. He's on Sundays. He's on Sundays. Sundays. Deeper than the grave. Uh, so it's the undercard. We've had four press conferences for Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. Today is just sort of me venting about that. We will talk a little bit about WXC69 that happened at Southgate Civic Center. It was a well-put-on event by Mike in uh, Norby down there. Uh, probably one of the better fights I've seen in a while, and maybe the one of the best fights I've seen in the state, maybe since the Jason Fisher fight down at WXC2. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. But we have to open up with what everybody in the world is talking about. Even, um, I'll say it, some, some of my Facebook friends are idiots. The heat just, outside? Huh? The heat outside? The heat outside's horrible. But, you know, some of my Facebook friends are just people that... Just, you know, you add and you're not really friends and you're not really Facebook friends. They're just people out there. And even those idiots are uh, voicing off about McGregor and Mayweather. And I know they have no interest in boxing and stuff like that. And if you're a true Facebook friend, I'm not talking about you. But there are people out there that just somehow slip through the cracks and they get added and stuff like that. And everybody has an opinion on it. Um, So I decided today we would break down the pros and cons of uh, Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather winning or losing. And this is uh, very early as we are six weeks out, breaking down, but not much is going to happen up until then. Um, You're going to hear lots of reports about McGregor maybe struggling in camp. You're going to hear lots of false information that tries to get out. Know that Floyd Mayweather is working his hardest in camp, and I'm sure – Conor McGregor is working his hardest in camp. But let's start out the press conferences. Last week, Jimmy broke down um, in a circus form with circus music what was some of the highlights of the first one. And me and a close friend found it kind of entertaining. It was exactly a circus. It was – I don't know if it is good for the sports of boxing. I definitely don't think it's good for MMA. Um, but I don't want to see press conferences like this continue in boxing. I don't want this to be the level. And I'll get to levels in a second, Rochelle. If I, if I don't bring up levels again in five minutes, remind me levels. So uh, by the fourth one, which happened in London, this is now an event that I wouldn't let my kid watch. Not only would I not let my kid watch it, these are two people that are not role models for kids. These are two people that now have, after four meetings of just walking around the stage and talking on the mic, 
have made the press conferences better than the fight can ever be. Even Dana White mentioned in a press conference that this is part of the fight, the press conference. Like if you were to make a special edition DVD of this fight that's happening in the end of August, there would be a disc two, and it would be the press conferences because the most entertaining part, and Dana White gets it now, is the press conferences. So some surprises of the press conference. One, so pro-McGregor. That guy is equivalent to the Beatles' Shea Stadium right now. Unfortunately, if you listen to me, you you know that I think Mayweather's going to win, and I think Mayweather's going to win pretty easily. Are they disappointed, McGregor fans? Are they let down? Are they bitter, McGregor fans? Are we hearing about this from two years ago? Well, if he would have fought Mayweather here or would have done this or done that, what kind of McGregor fans are these guys going to be? Because at the press conference, it's just, you know, insanity. It's Beatlemania right now for Conor McGregor. You know, they wouldn't let Floyd talk. They blued, uh, booed Floyd, joked around about him owing the IRS. I thought it was a surprise that Conor McGregor put down Showtime. I mean, here's a guy who, believe it or not, and me and Rochelle were talking about this a few few days ago about somebody else, you don't burn bridges. McGregor uh, clearly has a vision past the UFC. You have two networks, and I guess if Top Rank brings in ESPN, which they have, I guess you could say three networks that are are big networks in boxing. You just lit a torch on one of them by saying every mean thing you could about Showtime. So if you want to have McGregor fights in Ireland, maybe probably shouldn't have burnt that bridge uh, because now you're no negotiating with two people. And the joke's on Conor McGregor here because Showtime's going to make a lot of money off this fight. More money than $100 million, which is estimated what Conor McGregor's going to take. You know, his suit was cute with the uh, FU, but can Conor McGregor keep this cuteness up? Because there, there reaches a point where everybody gets tired of a routine or everybody gets tired of an act. I, do I believe that McGregor thinks he could win? I honestly don't think McGregor thinks he can win. And I know he, he's into this power of believing stuff. And I know that he has thought about how he was going to knock out Jose uh, uh, Aldo, uh, Jose Aldo, uh, all, all, all that stuff. I understand that. Deep down, I think Conor McGregor knows there's no chance he can win. Dana White today, it comes out that, of course, the footage is bad of Conor McGregor. You know, he's boxing in the footage. I think Dana White, deep down, knows Conor McGregor can't win. So, as I was going to talk levels here, so as, 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 as trends go in the sport of boxing, people started at a much premature level at club shows, started bringing on entourages. 40 people walk me to the stage. All 40 of you get in the ring, cause chaos. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm 40 and 0, and I'm fighting for the WBC super bantamweight title or whatever. And young 
boxers like to latch on to what's new. So now you have press conferences in which it's okay to walk up to somebody and touch them. It's okay to say the meanest things you possibly can about them. It's okay to have 15 minutes and a microphone. And I'm scared that it's going to trickle down to the local promoters because they're going to think that's what it takes to sell a fight. Now, the ironic thing about this is this fight was already sold way before these press conferences. This isn't even gasoline on a fire. This was just, you know, a press conference of getting every dollar you possibly could out of everybody. Because you were going to have 80% of these people here anyways. You got the other 20% because these things were circuses. I believe it's going to be like the Super Bowl. People go and watch Super Bowls at friends' houses, could care less about the football game, or there for the commercials. I bet you people go to people's houses, could care less about the boxing match, and hope something amazing happens in the intro. Amazing happens at the end. Something that is unexplainable that they can immediately go to Facebook and start talking about it or start saying, I told you Conor McGregor could win or I told you Floyd Mayweather could win. So these levels that Floyd Mayweather has has shown us is when he fought Manny Pacquiao, people would say, well, you know, you can make $250 million a fight. That's a rarity. That was only Floyd Mayweather that ever did that. I'm hoping that these levels of press conferences don't trickle down to local shows in which promoters now allow, and I'm talking across the United States, just not here in Michigan where we do this. I'm hoping that this doesn't become the norm for a press conference where a 5-0 and guy gets the microphone, gets to walk up to his 6-2 and opponent, get in his face, and emulate what he thinks, or I'm sorry, imitate what he thinks is what people want to see. So if I had to grade the press conferences, I'd grade them a D plus. First one, okay. Second one, a little ridiculous. Third one, I was tired of it. Fourth one, unbelievably just, it was raunchy. That's the word for it. It was raunchy, don't want my kids near it, hurt boxing, hurt MMA. You know, you got Dana White laughing, laughing over there. But you're not a family product. You know, if you want to be a big-time sports league, you're not a family product. You can sell your shit in every Kmart. You can sell your stuff in Toys R Us. But if Rhonda was your best and Connor was your best, well, I'll, I'll let you in on a secret. Nobody wants their girl to be act like Rhonda did, and nobody wants their son to ever act like Connor has. So you've, you've created this monster now. That almost keeps you out of certain age brackets. I mean, it's very conceivable, just like an R-rated movie, that if you have people coming over your house, you're going to send your kids upstairs. You might rent them a movie, have pizza, but I bet you you don't let them watch the Mayweather-McGregor fight. Going to be some swearing, going to be some inappropriate stuff, but you're probably not going to let your kids watch it. So that's what this fight has become. Uh, a novelty act in front of a great boxing match in Triple G and Canelo. And as Floyd gets 50-0, the debate we'll have as this show continues is does the 50th win even count? 
because it was against a guy that had no boxing experience. Sure, he had minimum boxing experience, but let's not forget Diaz was outboxing him as he was running away in the octagon. Um, I think a 40-year-old Floyd takes care of him pretty easily. I don't know if he stops him. I'm just hoping that this thing doesn't come into full circus mode where the whole ring is filled and everybody's throwing you know, haymakers and it's just a mess. I will say this. Conor McGregor lost two years ago. Yes, our show's been on four years. And I do remember Conor McGregor being a very respectful loser. And I think he will be this time too. I'm going to put faith in Conor that if Floyd beats him, he's going to say, you know what, he was the better man. And that's the nicest thing I can say about Conor McGregor. When he lost, uh, I can't remember who he uh, lost to. It was probably uh, the the first uh, fight. First, um, but anyways, gracious loser. As people are talking to him, he said, hey, I wasn't the better man this night. I think we will get that Conor McGregor. So you guys got six weeks to save up $99 to buy it. I was flipping through the local bar paper here. And there's already bars that are advertising having the McGregor-Mayweather fight that would never advertise ever having a fight. You're going to be in a situation where if you're a bar, you're going to have to buy it, and you might not break even because I'm sure the price is outrageous. But just to compete with your neighbors and not let anybody have a taste of what your competition can be, you're going to have to go out and buy the fight. This fight will break records like you won't believe, and no one will ever touch these records ever again because Conor McGregor is on a level that Manny Pacquiao was on six years ago. He's on a level as, like I said, the Beatles were at Shea Stadium. He's on a level that I don't even think Floyd Mayweather has ever been on. People love this guy. He could do no wrong. If he was an American citizen... Or you've got to actually be born in America. The guy guy could win office. I mean, that's exactly why Kid Rock is going to run for Senate. He's going to win. Not because of what he believes in, but because it's freaking Kid Rock. And then we're going to be stuck with Kid Rock in Senate. So, in a nutshell, D+. That's what I'd rank the press conferences. Um, Happy they're over kind of happy when this fight will be over um there's not much more to say about that except that are you gonna buy it are you gonna go over a friend's house you're gonna watch it you're gonna go to a bar why don't you guys call in and tell us if you're gonna buy it or not (laughs) i think that's closer because i really do think people don't know if they are going to buy it yet i i do know that the bars are going to be so ridiculously packed that if you if you go the bar route you're going to be very unhappy. I think the the thing's going to be a Super Bowl-type party. I really, really, really do. Um, so there. That's what you get. Uh, McGregor, Mayweather, four, four press conferences. There'll be a press conference fight week. There'll be a weigh-in fight week. And by then, it's going to be all-time hype. People will have their Conor McGregor cutouts and their Floyd Mayweather cutouts in their living room. They'll have Mayweather versus McGregor napkins that you can buy, guaranteed on Showtime.com. They've done that before. And you're going to have party favors just like you would if the Patriots were playing the Ravens or, or you know, whatever, whatever the Super Bowl may be. You, this is what this has become. 
But as I said before, and I'll say it again, this is actually a pretty sad sign of what the culture has become because we think what happened at those press conferences is okay. We think that's funny. We think that sells the fight. You know, there's there's hardly a chance McGregor is going to win. It's very, very slim. You're looking at Mayweather twisting a foot, getting injured, breaking a hand. Sure, there's acts of God out there. But you're looking at very slim chance that McGregor would win. I don't care, you know, how long McGregor thinks or, or how big his heart is. Uh, my favorite quote, though, from Mayweather, speaking of the press conference, was is that he has quit, he has tapped. That is interesting. I mean, will McGregor quit? Because there will be a time during the fight where he's not hit Mayweather at all. And we saw this with Canelo versus Mayweather. And you just got to keep coming forward, but you don't get it. You can't hit him. I don't care that he's 40 and Connor's 29. I think Floyd Mayweather wins this absolutely easy. No problems whatsoever. And then hopefully, if there is a rainbow at the end of uh, this fight that leads to a pot of gold, hopefully there's somebody that does not like boxing, that's interested in boxing, that says, you know what, I'm going to buy the Triple G Canelo fight and actually see a real boxing match, get to enjoy a real boxing match. In Las Vegas, and you know, root for Canelo or root for Triple G, which that fight should be absolutely fantastic. We're just gonna go to a quick song break. We're gonna move on to our next topic after that. You're listening to the Undercard, Hand Combat Radio. We're listening to the Undercard, Hand Combat Radio. Welcome back to the Undercard, everybody. We were talking Mayweather McGregor. Just a few seconds ago. And I have in my hands a way for you to get tickets and not the scalpers and not the bots. Courtesy of Mayweather McGregor, verified fans in T-Mobile Arena. You must register before tomorrow, 10 p.m. This is a weird website, but go to mvm.tmver.com. I-F-I-E-D-F-A-N dot com. This is Verified Fan. Um, don't let these tickets go to the scalpers and make it outrageous. I'm sure you're going to have a field day when you get in there anyways and see what the prices are. going to have to take out a second mortgage or something anyways. But don't let them get to the scalpers and don't let them get to the bots. Once again, that is M-V-M dot T-M, the word Verified Fan dot com. M-V-M-dot-T-M-V-E-R-I-F-I-E-D-F-A-N.com. As for tickets for Saturday, August 26th, Mayweather McGregor, this does not guarantee you tickets, but this gives you the best chance of getting tickets through Ticketmaster. So go do it. Also, if you are in the Las Vegas area, ladies and gentlemen, this is actually pretty cool, and I'm actually very jealous that I am not... But August 18th, courtesy of Lake Las Vegas Water Sports, you can watch Jaws floating on a tube on the lake. 
Come watch Jaws with us August 18th while floating on a tube. This has never been done before in Las Vegas, so come out and experience the most thrilling, fun way to watch Jaws. The event is all ages, so round up all your friends and family and prepare for a night you won't forget. Uh, so you're just sitting on an inner tube watching Jaws. So I don't know if that makes it more scary, Rochelle, or something, but that's Lake Las Vegas, a little bit off the strip. But, yeah, I guess at dark it would be kind of... There's fish in there. Fish are scarier than sharks. Like you'll feel the little nibbles of the fish at night. They'll see. They'll see the little the little things. That's kind of scarier, actually. You know, water can look scary when it's like dark and deep. You know, you just look in it and you're like, I don't know how far that goes down. But uh, yeah, Lake Las Vegas. That's kind of cool. You know, you're gonna get wet. Have have fun. All ages on inner tubes. No, you can't relax with kids around water. <laughs> you know, you're always worried they're going to do something. You know, don't run near the water. Don't fall in the water. Don't do anything in the water. Um, so, yeah, those two things were going on. Um, so I, I, I didn't know what we were going to talk about the next segment because Jimmy couldn't make it in. Uh, I was going to touch a little bit about on WXC 69. Yeah, because he was there. He was there too. That's right. Yeah, he was. He actually covered it. He did. Um, Josh Wiesel. 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 Went against uh, uh, Bad Bad News Brown. And that was Fight of the Night. <laughs> no, it was, it was probably Fight of the, the, the Year, at least. Um, but Jimmy wrote a whole report on it, and we were going to let Jimmy do it and everything. But I, I do have to say this. Um, this is Where just, is Jimmy? Uh, he's in Ohio without transportation. Jimmy's in Ohio without transportation. There we go. There we go. You guys listen to that, that tune all the way here. Lucy and the Sky with Diamonds. Jimmy, uh, we miss you. We miss you, Jimmy. Especially because you had that whole segment. But let me tell you <laughs> what I do like about WXC, and this is something that I will talk, talk about to Mike and uh, Norby in private. I don't like the banquet hall thing. Um, it doesn't feel like a fight, and since it, in the MMA world, when you you hit the ground, I know there's a little TV screen you got going on for everybody, but it, you guys did it right at Southgate Civic Center. You had some bleachers, and then people were able to see a little bit. the The cage seemed elevated. You didn't have a chandelier, so if somebody did a fly, fly, flying kick or something like that, you're not going to hit a chandelier. I think you should always go Southgate Civic Center. It's something I'm going to talk to them about when I, I see them. I, I, I see no reason that shouldn't be where it's held or in a in a setting like that. I, I think say because they have a lot of uh, ice-related sports that go on there during the winter months. That could be a problem. So That could definitely be a problem. Kick the firefighting uh, hockey league out and maybe try or something. I don't know. I just liked it. I like the bleachers on the side. They had a nice sized crowd. Not only did they have a nice sized crowd, they had a great card courtesy of uh, Mike. You um, did say there were some amazing fights. There was. A really good card. Um, so keep it at Southgate Civic Center. Not only keep it at Southgate Civic Center, um, I would like to see, and this is just personally me, I'd like to see a rematch versus uh, Josh Wiesel and uh, Brown, but I, I don't know if that'll happen because uh, they gave they gave it everything. Josh couldn't even stand. He was so dehydrated, he passed out, and he was still having problems outside of the ring. 
when the main event started, and then Michael Jordan was knocked out immediately in his fight. Uh, he was bleeding and knocked out, and the doctor hadn't even came back to the cage in time for that fight. But I want to give props out to WXC and their good event. And then uh, to Matt at KOP, they actually fought on a warship over there on the west side of the state. Got good weather. Yeah. Got good weather. The pictures look good. I didn't get to see the fights. But congratulations to you guys over there at KOP for throwing a, a fight on a warship. I don't know what warship. Don't ask me. I don't know. But that that was an event that I'd have definitely found pretty cool to do. Somebody said somebody did it on the east side of the state, and I do not remember that. That might have been way before I got into the media or just didn't go to it. But that's a neat little concept because it's a stable ship. It's not moving. Makes sense. I one time, I think after a couple cocktails, had an idea of having the Detroit Princess, which is like this old showboat kind of looking boat with like uh, – what's that in the back with the, the paddles that go up and around? Like uh, the steamships the that go up and down the river. I don't know. Yeah, whatever it's called. And then I realized how ridiculous that would be because the, the boat's moving. And so the fights wouldn't go. But, like, the whole idea behind it was, like, you got to get there by 8 o'clock. The fights start. The boat goes out. But, like I said, that was after, like, a few cocktails. So not a good idea. Stabilized boat, much better idea. But I started to think, where would be a cool place to have a fight? Because I talked about the Southgate Civic Center. We've had them on boats. Where would be a cool place to have it fight? I only have Rochelle in here with me, so she's got to give her answer. Oh, sorry. I've seen it happen on a beach, so you can't say beach. This was, I believe, a WXC event. Are you trying to find something that's unique that they haven't done before? Yes, but let me me tell you right off the bat. A beach is not a good idea because I believe before... Sand in the eyes. Before Mike and Norby... Um... Were you know part of the ownership of WXC? I believe down in Monroe they did it once on the beach, and I believe Kathleen Albion might have fought on that card or whatever. But people were slipping all over because the sand got on the mat, leaving no traction whatsoever. So what seemed as a great idea in retrospect on a beach, not a good idea. So yeah, use your challenging brain on where you would like to see a boxing event. Or where you would like to see a cage fighting event. Now, ironically, next weekend, we will be down in Columbus, Ohio, Friday night at Huntington Park, where the Kingston Columbus... Kingston Park. Huh? Kingston Park. No, um, it's Huntington Park now. I think. Huntington Park. Um, you told me Kingston. Oh, Huntington Park, Columbus, where the Columbus Clippers play, the minor league team. There's MMA on Friday. In the ballpark. And then on Saturday, there's boxing. What? You a need, double header? But you need good weather. That's true. You need weather. Uh, so we're hoping for or good weather down in, We're hoping for good weather down in Columbus next weekend. But um, Troy always throws good fights. Uh, Troy's the matchmaker down there who we've, we've dealt with down in Columbus for quite some time. But do you have any ideas of a, a unique place you would, you'd throw a fight? I mean, on a boat's pretty cool. On a warship boat. Oh, you kind of hit me uh, sideways with this question. The pre-production on this show is amazing. It really. Gosh. 
The hours. You deserve an award. The hours on pre-production. It's just um, crazy. The pre. Have to think about it. I have to think about it hard. Well, I mean, somewhere unique. I mean, you're already telling me that like the things I would think of are already mm-hmm. out. The beach, yeah, you can't do the beach. Um, I mean, you've you said that outside fights are your favorite. I love outside I- until you go to one in the right conditions, preferably <laughs> Southern California. Uh, they're amazing. They're fun. Uh, Pacquiao didn't have fun down in Australia. I was say, but are they fun for the fighters? Do they enjoy? Didn't look like being Pacquiao outside? was having fun. It looked like Horn had a better time with the the fights being on Australia because of American time. It looked like Pacquiao was really bothered by it. But um, I thought, you know, and it goes with the war boat. Like, if it's possible, like on an airplane runway where like military jets are taking off on one runway. And then you have the event going on the other side. Your imagination just blows me away. Well, because when the ring girls were asked, uh, when we were down at the Air Force Museum, which is a really cool place, those are the coolest takeoffs ever. A, they're the loudest takeoffs ever, and B, they just go straight, straight up. Whatever they're F eighteen, F twenty twos, they just go like this, they go, and then like boom, right up in the air. Um, I just well, think they're it, also not carrying, you know, two hundred passengers. No, they're not. <laughs> in you know, so that was cool at Wright Patterson, but uh, you know, I guess you know, Jimmy. We should challenge Jimmy to figure this out because Jimmy would figure out. But I like the idea of having MMA in a theater setting a little bit more. I thought theater, but boxing's done it a ton, right? But. Why not? In little theaters, more. I mean, it's been done. Royal Oak Music Theater, they did. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. The big boys have done it, too. I'd like to see more theater. But I like the outside thinking of the box, trying to think of different ways to to have the fan interact and say that they were there. Um, I bet you those people – and so what Matt had to do over there at KOP is because they didn't have enough seats. There was no advanced seating. It was like when the doors open at 6, we're going to sell it until there's no more seats. Mm-hmm. So he didn't have to worry about advanced ticket sales or anything. And but you, the fighters enjoyed that. Right. But the funny thing is um, it, it, it looks like there was a lot of sunlight left. And you know what? They might have had to do all the fights in sunlight. They might not have had any lights. But, I mean, these are just out in the day fights that happen at KOP. Maybe we'll have Matt on next week and you can talk a little bit about it. was it in the water, actually? The boats, and I believe actually in the water, too. So then they also had the sun reflecting off the water. It could be. But you can't have suntan lotion on. can't have that. That would be an illegal substance. Right. Sunblock, not suntan lotion. Yeah, be illegal. Wouldn't count. Wow. Not count. You'd want for a quick fight so that you're not burnt. Yeah. I don't know how I'd do out in it. I'd probably burn, although I'm working an amazing farmer's tan right mm-hmm. now this summer. The summer is the year of the farmer's tan. Um, I have the results from everything from WXC if you want them. Yeah. If you want to run through them. Um, okay. For the first fight, we have uh, Antonio Berkey. Um Looks like he won over Gary Edwards, uh, unanimous decision, three rounds. There um, wasn't a lot of decisions that night, so I do remember no, that, that one. that was that one. Um, Jess, Jesse Smitherman won over Mike Glenn. Uh, it was a TKO. 
Gotcha. Uh, first round. Uh, Justin Street won over Danny Moore. Again, TKO, uh, 112 around one. Jordan McGuire beat Elijah Cavender. Uh, submission, rear naked choke. Second round. And Josh Bruckner won over Dino Serico. Mm-hmm. Josh Bruckner has... Uh, um, With kicks to the body? Yeah. Uh, amazing body for MMA. Not only a great, great crowd that follows him. Um, He's fought on TXC, hasn't he? He probably has. It sounds familiar. Uh, that guy looks the part. Um, big things probably coming from that kid. Keep going. He is 170. Um, Lou Radecki beat Ken Wolfpack Hunt. That is, uh, yeah, Wolf Wolf uh, Pack's been on the show. He Stars just, and strikes. Yeah, he just didn't look right. I don't know. We talked to him the day before. He said it was, it was a know, rough, weight, rough cut. weight cut, and he he was struggling to rehydrate in front of us. And, and that was the one. He looked side. like he had nothing the whole night. There was just nothing in his gas tank. Yeah, um, Lou won by unanimous decision. Then we have uh, Devin Smith. Is it Smith? Do we figure it was Smith or Smythe? Smith. Smith, okay. Um, he beat Darius Flowers, uh, submission, rear naked choke. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mitchell Tucker beat Mike Johnson, TKO. Mm-hmm. And Daquan Townsend uh, beat Willis Black. Should have been. a head kick and punches, it says. That's correct. This is all according to Tapology, so yeah. thank you, Nathan. Uh, what everybody thought was going to be a long fight and a long battle, uh, Townsend took care of business. In 28 seconds. Yeah, very quick. As a matter of fact, uh, Steve, the timekeeper, joked with him. He said it wasn't fast enough. <laughs> uh, and John Chalback and me thought it was going to be a battle. And, you know, sometimes it happens like that. Willis Black is a great fighter, um, but clearly didn't have the experience that Townsend had. Townsend had seventeen seven. A lot more fight, a lot of more fights than Black had, and um, took care of business quick. Uh, after the fight, he said that he had to take care of business quick because he he knew that Black got stronger as the fight went on. Twenty eight seconds. There you go. Yeah, didn't go on far. Um, Devin Brown, you already talked about this over Josh Fiesel. Yeah, but let's talk about it a little bit more really quick. So Devin Brown was in a lot of trouble through a lot of the fight. I scored it. I scored it Fiesel uh, first round uh, winning. I gave the second round to Brown, and then I gave uh, Fiesel the third round, just scoring, you know. But I was not upset by the decision. I thought it could go either way. Both of them... The transitioning on the ground, the way that both of them escaped attempts of submissions and the heart of Brown was absolutely unbelievable. He brought his mom in after, and he said his mom's the real champ. She's beat cancer, four different cancers, four different times. So it was a very cool, heartfelt moment because his mom was there crying he was crying, and they raised his mom. Actually, our good friend Pete uh, Trevino, the announcer, raised his mom's hand and said, the real champion here. But beat, I, I believe four different cancers she's beaten. And so Brown uh, said he used his mom as inspiration. As I said, Josh collapsed 
Uh, I believe he collapsed even before the decision was uh, read. And, I mean, he was out-out. And they tried to rehydrate him, try to get him going. But he gave every ounce that you could possibly do as a fighter to where his body was in shutdown mode for his fans, his team, obviously, SFS, and himself. And so I got to give mad props out to Josh. Of course, uh, you know, mad props out to Brown for the win. But mad props to Josh to reach that level where you gave everything. There's not an ounce left in your body. Not many people have ever done that in life. Cheers to you, mate. And then cheers to Brown for winning what's probably the fight of the year in Michigan. And they Um, have equal records now. So if they continue to watch them at the same level... I don't think they'll fight each other again. They should for a rematch, but it's one of those fights where we probably won't see a rematch. But don't forget that WXC is um, available on TV20. I'm sure that fight's going to be on TV21 Saturday morning. As soon as I hear about it, you guys will hear about it. Watch it on TV20. One of the better MMA fights you're ever going to see. Matter of fact, really quickly. Matter of fact, really quickly. If... I had to show a local fight to somebody to get them hooked into local MMA. That would probably be the fight I'd show them right now. And then the main event. Uh, Malcolm Gordon beat Michael Jordan. It's so weird to say. In and, 17 seconds. Of the first And that time. wasn't long at all. Nope. It says uh, just went to town. Caught him. Down he went. Hit, hit his head uh, maybe on the side of the cage. There was some blood there and stuff, and he was out, out. And like I said, the doctor was still attending to Josh. They had to go get the doctor to get Michael back up. So the, the last two fights, you had two uh, inju- uh, fighters that were injured. But that's, to me, the right amount of knockouts and the right amount of decisions. If I had to pick a perfect fight night, we're all there to see the knockouts. Um. The fight of the night went to the decision. No one deserved to lose that by submission or knockout. But that's the that's the right mix. That's a that's a good card by Mike. That's a good ma- uh, matchmate uh, card, and we'll keep you posted with what WXC is going to do next. But yeah, good night, Jimmy. Jimmy wrote about it, and he was uh, keeping taps uh, ringside. I think he had Josh Beasel also winning. Two of the, but it, it was so close that like I don't care whatever the decision was going to be, I was going to be okay with it because it was just that close. Really tough fight to score, really tough fight to score. So we're going to go to our last little break, finish up for a few minutes, and then we will be back. This is our last Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. We're going back to Tuesdays. You can't stop us. The day that started it way back four There's years no ago. There's no place like home. There's no place like Tuesday. I, I didn't think this would be the, – the older you get, the more shit bothers you, whether it be flights, crossing time zones, whether it be – I never thought when we switched over to Wednesdays that it would disrupt my week so much more. And I, and I did it for personal reasons because my son's baseball. But it seems like – it's so much different than Tuesday. There's, I can't even explain it. It just doesn't even feel right. So we're we're eager to get back to Tuesdays. I know Jimmy's eager to get back to Tuesdays. Cody's probably going to visit us on Tuesdays uh, more. But um, we're excited to get back to Tuesday nights where we've been doing it for a long time. So let's go to our last break, wrap up the show. Take care. 
Back to the undercard. Uh, I'm looking for it really quickly here. So we have the odds if you're going to do some prop betting for Mayweather and McGregor. We are a show that likes to talk about gambling, too. Um, so what, the odds. What's, what's your nickname? Kid Vegas. There we go. Um, the odds of Mayweather winning under 7.5 rounds, that's six, six to four odds. Uh, no punch thrown in first 10 seconds, that's six and four odds. McGregor to win any single round on two or more judges' cards is six to four odds. McGregor not to win a round on any of the judge scorecards does not need to go the distance, that's two to one odds. Either fighter to be knocked down twice in a single round, that's two to one odds. Either fighter to have a point deducted, two to one odds. Yeah, that that one, you figure McGregor's probably going to lose a point somewhere in that fight. McGregor not to land a punch in round one. Results based on CompuBox stats are six to one odds. Mayweather to win by more than 11 points on all three judges. Losers, if fight goes, oh, I'm sorry. Mayweather to win by more than 11 points on all three judges' cards, but the loser, if the fight does not go the distance, so it has to go the distance, that's 7-1 to one odds. Mayweather to be knocked down and win on points, that's 9-1 to one odds. Mayweather to win every round on all three judges' cards. Loser, if the fight does not go the distance, 10-1 to one odds. Mayweather to be deducted a point for holding, 10-1 to one odds. Any corner to throw in the towel, 10-1 to one odds. McGregor not to land a punch. Results based on compu uh, stats. Not to land a punch the whole fight. What do you think those odds are? Not to McGregor doesn't land one effing punch the whole fight. Uh, two hundred to one. Fifty to one. Wow. Here's here's the bet. McGregor to be disqualified in round twelve, the last round, fifty to one. I'd have to lay some money on that one. The last round, possibly, I could see him doing something stupid. Mayweather to not answer the bell for the sixth round, 50 to 1. Mayweather's corner to throw in the towel during round five, that's 100 to 1 odds. The referee to be knocked down by a punch, 100 to 1 odds. And currently in the prop bet world, the highest odds are 200 to 1. Both fighters to be knocked out simultaneously, meaning they both land a punch and they both go down and they both stay down. Those are the bets. We will keep you updated as uh, lines shift and everything like that. Uh, Really quickly about the UFC, huge, huge fight coming up. Daniel Cormier versus John Jones. I didn't get to read the article, but did ESPN call Cormier a paper champion? I think I shared it on Facebook, but I didn't get a chance to read it. But the headline said, and you got to always be careful about that, that they called Daniel Cormier a paper champion. Um, yeah, he's never beat John Jones, who is the champ. And even though we don't have the title stripped of the title, whatever, that fight's coming up really soon. Next week, we're going to start breaking down Daniel Cormier versus John Jones. I'm just hoping those vicious elbows are packed in that suitcase when Jones lands from uh, Arizona down into Las Vegas. And whatever reason it is, I just got something against D.C. Don't know. Just don't feel it with him. Hopefully Jones is uh, okay. Everything's rocking. Maybe we could get Cody back in here. What? 
just to break down Jones versus Cormier. He kind of broke it down the other night. But we will be back Tuesday, people. We are leaving Wednesdays the only way we know how. Saying good luck, good fortunes, good boxing, good MMA. See you guys soon. You're listening to The Undercard, Hand Combat Radio.